Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Pre-Teen Ministry. I hope you guys are doing wonderful today. Thank you for joining me for this episode, um, and I'm super excited. Um, so we are uh, wrapping up our refreshment series, um, and I'm only slightly behind, but we won't talk about it. Uh, I'm super glad that you guys are hanging around, and I hope you guys are growing through the content um, so today, uh, we are talking about our final section, refreshing our souls, right? We started with refreshing our bodies, and I didn't really want to like lump in body and soul. Um, we're both, uh, but I-, I wanted to take some time to really talk about our souls because I think that that's um, really the, the, the part that we kind of leave behind the most sometimes. Um, I know as a pastor, I find myself way too often... Um, somehow able to have a job in the church, but manage to separate that job from my spiritual life. And it's, um, I mean, I think it's just human nature to do so, but um, when we can, you know, have those exist in harmony together, uh, we're able to glorify and honor the Lord much better. Um, So we're going to jump into that a little bit today. Uh, Before we do, the shout out once again is going to go to the preteen conference put on by 456 and Sean Sweet. Um, I will be up there and I know a lot of great preteen leaders will be up there. Um, I think it's going to be a super great time for anybody that's interested to go hang out, um, get to meet other preteen pastors and really dive into some of the specifics of a a preteen's uh, ministry's life. Um, So like I said, we're talking about refreshing your soul today. and so I was just looking at it this year, uh, I, I asked the question, you know, how can we refresh ourselves? How can we refresh our ministry? And then how can we refresh our souls this year? And so um, it's, like I said, it's super easy to get yourself stuck in the rut of ministry um, when we don't intentionally seek to grow our spiritual life. Um, because it's like, like I said, we work at a church. It's easy for me to come in and, you know, like last night I taught a, a, a message and, you know, so of course I, I read the word and I thought and I contemplated and I wrote out this message and, uh, taught it to kids. And so like, you know, I'm doing these spiritual things, but if I'm not careful, these spiritual things just become a job. Um, we have this innate ability to just turn everything we do into, um, a task, a job, something to do, um, and, and we don't let uh, the Lord work through it because we've got our own ideas and what we want. So um, today, I want to break down a, a few different sections on on what it would look like to refresh our spiritual life. And the first question uh, I want to ask is, what new spiritual practices do we need to include in our lives um, this year? Um, one of my favorite churches um, they're, they're really big into these practices. I, I feel like, um, our culture, uh, took a, took a hard, uh, 180 turn from the whole legalism, uh, kind of as we, uh, as our culture shifted from, uh, you know, the older generations into the current ones, we are like, oh, I don't want all these rules. That's legalism. Um, and of course there's always like two sides to the coin though, is that if we, um, you know, stop trying to, practice the way of Jesus, right? If we stop trying to Sabbath every week and we stop trying to, um, you know, meditate on his word day and night, of course, there's detriments there too. And so our culture kind of, uh, we just kind of swing from one side to the other where 
uh, you know, before it was like, if you're not doing these, then you're not a Christian. And then it's like now it's like, well, if you're doing these, you're legalistic. And so you're kind of finding this battle. Um, but the reality is these practices are things that draw us closer to Jesus. And so when we're able to um, view them through the correct lens, um, these practices can make huge changes in our life. So what practices, what spiritual practices do you need in your life? I think last year for me, I think uh, Sabbath was the practice that I really wanted to root into my life. Um, and it is one that has taken a hold. Um, two weeks ago, I missed it. Um, me and my wife Sabbath on Fridays. Uh, we get Fridays and Saturdays off here at the church because, of course, we're working Sundays. Um, and so we take that Friday to Sabbath to to set everything down. And, and so, um, yeah, two weeks ago, I missed it. And my whole week was off because this, this time of, of spiritual refreshment um, was missed. And so um, I think I did a pretty good job of, of setting that into my spirit last year. Um, but this year, looking ahead, I'm, I'm having to think, what do I want this practice to be? What do I want at the end of the year to look back and be like, man, I cannot do without that because it brings so much into my life. And so I want you to think about that. Um, and maybe you've set that resolution. Um, what is your goal? What new spiritual practice do you want in your life? Uh, what new spiritual discipline, whatever verbiage you want to use, um, is going to help you um, in your daily walk with Christ um, and then ultimately overflow into the things you do throughout your day, right? Um, and so, like, for me, it is definitely prayer, more intentional prayer in my life um, over my ministry, over my volunteers, right? And I'm like, I, I pray every day, but I don't pray every day, right? I want to, I want the, the 24 seven prayer that Paul talks about. And so, um, that is my goal. That is my, uh, at the end of the year, I want to be someone who is, um, more in tune with prayer, uh, more constantly communing with the father. And so, um, just think about in your own life. Uh, and, and if you need to pause and take a moment and, and reflect and pray and ask Lord, where do you want me to go this year? Do that. Um, but what spiritual discipline or practice do you need to start including in your life and then go find those resources get plugged in talk to your groups uh whoever's in your community and, and start seeking after that um the next uh question is kind of counter to that um so what spiritual practice do you need to start and then i have this quoted um what is causing sin rot in your life and what is causing sin rot? Here's the thing about sin is that when we let it sit and fester, um, it begins to rot away at our core. Um, and I will be the first to admit I've got plenty, um, plenty of that going around in my life. Um, uh, but I think the Lord very specifically puts two or three areas of our weakness kind of in our field of view. Um, one, so that we don't get overwhelmed at the hundreds of other areas that we've got in our lives, um, but two, so that we can focus in on those and 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 really surrender those to the Lord. And so, um, I definitely like looking at this season. I'm like, golly, I complain a lot. I am complaining all the time about everything, um, and it's it's like sin does. It snuck up on me, and 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 one day I just realized, wow, I have a very uncontent heart in a lot of different areas and so um that is something i want to kick this year i want to i want to stop 
and, and think about my words and, and surrender my discontent to the Lord and do all of those things. And so um, looking at this year, what is causing sin rot? What is causing an area of your life to deteriorate because you, you let sin grab a hold? And, and this is an area that might be hard for us to admit. I'm like, we're leaders and we're pastors. And it's like, golly, uh, we still struggle and we have to surrender these things over to the Lord. And so I want you to really reflect and ponder. And if you don't have anything that comes straight to your mind, then once again, just pause and uh, open your heart to the Lord and, and ask him and just kind of see what areas uh, he reveals in your heart that need to grow. Um, and, and this can be just strictly personal. It can be in your ministry and your relationships or whatever. Uh, but find the sin wrought uh, and, and take care of it so that you can continue to grow healthily um, and seek after the Lord. Um, the third question I have for you guys um, is who do you need in your life to grow? Who do you need in your life to grow? Um, and, and this is one that, uh, you know, just depending on your circumstance, it will look entirely different. Um, for some of us, we need a lot of people. Some of us, we don't have a community. Um, the way that ministry and culture can set itself up is, is that we can silo ourselves. And even if I'm surrounded by 100 volunteers on a Sunday, um, I can still find myself isolated. So I have to very intentionally um, take time to um, surrender those things very intentionally. Uh, take time to, um, you know, really reflect on whether or not uh, I'm in good relationships. And so if we're not doing that, um, we can find ourselves uh, isolated, distance, and um, I think if, if any of us have experienced it before, we know that uh, Satan loves to work in loneliness and, and really... Um, uses that to his advantage. And so who do you need in your life to grow? Do you need a community? Do you need three or four other people surrounding you, lifting you up? Um, do you need uh, a mentor, somebody older and wiser that is there to, to pour into you both personally and ministerially? Do you need um, uh, a larger group of, of people that uh, you fellowship and hang out with and uh, like, who do you need in your lives to grow? Um, only you know that answer. Uh, for me this year, I'm looking at it, and and I've got a, a really good D group uh, with some guys where we dive deep into, um, you know, God's Word uh, and really uh, take it to heart, uh, you know, get the, the nitty-gritty and the meat of God's Word. Uh, but then I'm looking, and I'm like, I don't have a uh, a group that I can really do life with, right? Uh, the group of guys I'm with are great and I love them, uh, but all of them are older and dads and have kids and talk, uh, you know, sports and rec ball. Um, so they're at a different stage of life. And so I'm looking at this year and uh, I'm thinking, I want a group and a community uh, of, of married young couples, right? Um, I don't have kids, but I've been married for uh, coming up on two years. And so it's like, I need those people in my life that I can do life with, that I can have over uh, for dinner uh, and hang out with and, and, and really connect with. And so that's what I need in my life to grow this year. And the Lord has put that on my heart is to have that um, people that are walking in step with us through our life. Um, so, so what do you need uh, in your life to grow this year? Um, and then lastly, this one's kind of a, um, a, a neutral ground on what can we surrender to God this year, um, right? Uh, I, I talked about what's causing sin rot and addressing that, but for me, like I said, this is more neutral. Um, 
what what is something that I need to give up uh, this year and surrender to God? Not necessarily what is something bad I'm doing that I need to stop, but what is something I need to give up? Um, so maybe it's social media, right? I need to surrender that. Um, you know, that's something that I feel like ebbs and flows in my life. Uh, there's times where I've got none at all, and then times where um, I find myself sucked into the void, um, and I kind of go back and forth with myself. Um, maybe it's that. Maybe it's uh, I need to surrender an hour of uh, the day or or that time after dinner when my kids go to bed um, where I usually just turn on the TV or kind of zone out. I need to surrender that. Um, to the Lord. Uh, maybe it's a, a habit you have. Maybe it's a uh, just routine that you do. Um, but what can you surrender to the Lord that you can replace with something that is life-filling, right? I don't mean like surrender and then just sit there in silence. It's kind of lame. Um, but what can you surrender um, and then turn it to something that glorifies and honors the Lord? Um, so I challenge you guys to think about that. Um, what's an area you can surrender um, and really just give it up to the Lord. And maybe it's not the whole year, um, but maybe it's something that you just take a few months and step away from. And it can even be you know, something as simple as coffee, right? Um, which I feel like most of us shudder at the thought of. Um, but just things that we're dependent on um, other than the Lord, I think, uh, can, can produce massive fruit in our hearts when we say, uh, I don't need this to function but I need you, Jesus. And so I hope that these questions really just kind of um, get your brain kick-started uh, to think about how you can grow yourself spiritually this year. Um, so, so once again, what new spiritual practices do you need uh, to take up into your life this year? What is causing sin rot in your life? Um, and what is causing your, um, your area of life that you haven't surrendered to deteriorate? Um, who do you need in your life to grow? Um, do you need a mentor or a small group or a community of people around you? Uh, and then lastly, what can you surrender to God? What are you dependent on that you need to give up to the Lord? So that is all for today. Thank y'all so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm going to see you guys next week for the next episode.